It's time for episode 252 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, August 1st, 2018. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast, the time never forgets. I'm your co-host, Dan Morin, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Micah Sargent. Hi, Micah. How are you doing today? Hello. Hello. I'm doing well. I seem to have forgotten the time, though. Do you have it? I do. It's about five past noon on Wednesday. So there we are. There we are. Cool. All right. Well, uh, let's introduce our two fantastic guests this week. To my left, the contributor to many fine podcasts, including Turning This Car Around and The Rebound. It's John Moltz. Hi, John. Welcome back. Hi, hi, Dan. Dan asked me to be on this on this uh, episode late yesterday, and I choose to think that um, he was just building suspense, and not that I was like, you know, like, oh, I'll just get Moltz. <laughs> it was the first one, <laughs> definitely the suspense. <laughs> All about the suspense. To my left is host of Nocillacast, chit chat across the pond, and writer over at Podfeet.com. It's Allison Sheridan. Welcome back, Allison. Howdy, kids. This can be fun, huh? Yeah, we'll try. We'll try to make it fun. It'll be fun. Or else. (laughs) All right. I'll kick things off. Uh, I was trying to find some files in my file system on my Mac today and thought, gosh, I have this really badly organized. So my question for you folks is, do you organize your file system? And if so, how? If not, why not? Are there other things like you don't feel the need to do it? Are there other tools that take the place of actually filing and organizing things manually? John, tell me all about your organizational habits. Oh, man. Um, I organize lightly, and um, my my older stuff, stuff that I've had from like old computers, I've mostly just like copied onto a drive someplace, and, and as long as I think that I have a copy someplace, I'm okay with that. But um, the one thing that I use is I use the in macOS is the thing where you can sync your desktop and your files between your machines i have that turned on but i don't have the thing turned on where it will decide whether or not to delete something because i don't trust it to do that yet and um, i find that feature actually pretty good for moving things back and forth between machines if it's just on my desktop i know that it's going to be on the desktop on another machine uh the thing that i've created though because of that features i've had to create uh, like a dedicated local directory because there are a lot of files um like certain movie files and things like that that i don't want to have like try and sync up to the cloud and then back down to another machine so i have a local file just for keeping those on certain machines uh throughout scattered throughout the house and i think that system works fairly well um every once in a while i still run into a problem but you know when you do you can always use um screen sharing and grab a file that way if it's on the wrong machine i am uh super intimidated let me tell you about how i'm a monster um so i don't have a very good file system organization in place i sort of just you know just sometimes you just give up and that's that's what it did and at first i tried to be sort of organized with file structures based on date and type and things like that but now <laughs> what i do uh, i've got my external drive and in that external drive is a folder called documents and inside of that <laughs> um is a bunch of dated folders that say uh for example 073018 desktop 
And the way that I tend to work is whatever I'm working on at the moment is on my desktop. And at the end of the week, all of those files that are on my desktop go into a folder that's dated and then go into that documents folder on my hard drive on the network. Uh, it's not great. It's not good. It's not even partially sustainable, but it is what I do and have done for quite some time. And yeah, all the rest of my file management happens on Dropbox. And there I am far more organized, but sort of the stuff that I don't want to sort through. It just goes into a desktop folder on the network attached storage. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> Allison, you have something we're, better we're to say mad, than I Micah, do. We're not mad, Micah. We're just disappointed. Yeah, we're just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, Micah is a, is a monster, Dan. I'm an engineer. So, of course, Ooh. I organize my folders. It's folders all the way down. I got file names. I got dates in them. I even name my photos, you guys. And I have uh, 72,000 photos on my Mac. So, oh my uh, yeah, anal retentive doesn't even be begin to explain it. Um, but interesting enough, what I actually do a lot is use search to find what I've what I've named. So having that elaborate structure often helps me find it through search. So that's a good thing. Um, I also use an application called Keep It from Reinvented Software. It's a um, it's a notebook, scrapbooking kind of app. Think uh, Evernote, except not ugly and annoying and not a proprietary database, <laughs> but sort of almost a super finder kind of thing. So I can put in audio files and video files and text files and, and images and it, basically anything I want to really find later. And so some of the things that I get to all the time live in there. And that's a faster way for me to find it where they are, of course, named and tagged and all that kind of thing. I'm not a big tagger on on files, though. Um, I At Macstock Expo, which you guys should totally go to next year, it's the best conference ever, uh, Brett Terpstra did a talk called No Really Tagging is Cool, and I was really inspired by it. He does a lot of tagging in the Finder and then has written all these elaborate scripts to clean up things by using those tags. So I keep saying I'm going to start doing that. haven't gone quite to that level of madness, but uh, but I'm pretty far down that road. Well, I guess my system, I feel like my system has basically evolved from when I was a kid and my room was a mess, but I knew where everything was. And so my parents would be like, your room's so messy. I'm like, no, 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 it's carefully organized. It's just that all the organization is in piles on the floor. Uh, and yeah, my file system pretty much looks like that. There are like weird pockets that are much better organized. Like Dropbox has uh, some fairly well organized sections, like and things that I use frequently, like when I'm working on writing assignments uh, for like paid work. All of that stuff is really well organized. I have all my like Macworld columns in one place. I have my six color magazine stuff in one place. Like it's that's fairly good. But like then you get onto the Mac at large and it's just like kind of a mess. There's a lot of stuff in my downloads folder that doesn't always get sorted out. The documents folders are just enough of a mess between computers. I don't want them synced. I have a lot of audio files on my iMac for all the podcasts I'm editing. So it ends up being this weird patchwork organization method. And I keep thinking there must be a better way. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things I always aspire to. Like, I'll, I'll every few weeks, I'm like, oh, I should clean out these folders and really organize things. And I spend about five minutes doing it. I'm like, oh, this is, I have so many better things I could be doing with my time. But thank wow. you for uh, You're reading least... directly from my diary. <laughs> thank you for at least <laughs> confirming that I'm not alone in my monsterdom. <laughs> Um, and for Allison making us all look bad. Uh, all right, let's go to our second topic, which comes from John. 
Uh, I happen to notice that the cost of 3D printers is down below $200 for some of the smaller ones. Uh, and uh, at the same time, the industry sort of still seems young because I, I've also been doing a little bit of research on this. And some of these printers ship with de- with defects. And, and then a friend told me about the one that he has and his ships with a defect that... Uh, require, you know, to fix it, I guess you either have to send it back in or you can do it yourself, but it requires some soldering and you have to 3D print the part that you need to fix it, <laughs> which I find very interesting that you actually have to print the the thing that but fixes the thing that you, you have. How do you print it if it's broken? <laughs> Well, it's not completely broken. Ah, it's okay. just not. There's usually. I mean, the problems are uh, usually like with the quality of the print not being as good. So my question is: uh, Have any of you um, taken the plunge and gotten into 3D printing? Is it time to get into this? And uh, what do you use your 3D printer for if you have one? I actually am a 3D printed construct. Um, so I really appreciate you. Yeah. I really appreciate you bringing up my mother (laughs) on the show. Uh, no, I, I am not, uh, I have not taken the plunge. Uh, it's something that I have thought a lot about though. I just saw, who was it? Uh, oh, it was Glenn Fleischman, I think, uh, had printed a back scratcher, uh, 3D printed a back scratcher. And here's the thing, literally just the day before, I was lying in bed trying to somehow convince one of my dogs to walk on my back because I needed my back to be scratched in a very particular place I couldn't reach. And then the next day, I see that he 3D printed a back scratcher, and I'm like, that is brilliant. I need a 3D printer for like this one thing. Uh, I'm sure that I could come up with a billion other things i don't know about any of you but i tend to like um i can sometimes macgyver different situations and so like uh, you know something breaks or i need to to fix something and i'm like oh yeah i remember on the bottom shelf in the back of the garage there's this little doohickey that used to be used for this and i bet if i connect that to this it'll fix it and if i could just 3d print like the perfect part for whatever's broken mm-hmm. that would be awesome my mantra is always what problem are you trying to solve and i think that kind of keeps me from being a good visionary. Um, I've talked before about how I can't see the future at all. And I, I don't know, I'll blame my, my engineering brain. I look at immediate problems. What have I got today that I would solve with that? And I, for the life of me, I, I can't think of anything. And it, it is something like somebody saying, I did a 3D back scratcher, you know, created a back scratcher that is, makes me think, oh yeah, if I needed a back scratcher, I could get a 3D printer to make that, or I could buy one for a buck 99 over at the store. <laughs> um, but I do need those. I need someone else to tell me what I'm supposed to do with it. And I haven't yet seen anything where I thought, you know, I really need that. There was one time I needed a plastic part for my Dyson vacuum cleaner. Um, It was kind of cool how I figured out what was missing. I knew my vacuum wasn't working properly. So a friend of mine has a Dyson and we did a Dyson to Dyson Skype call (laughs) where we let the two Dysons look at each other. We're like, okay, there's got to be something missing. And sure enough, there was this part missing. Sadly, it was available for $9 from Dyson. I figured it'd be $400 for the part. And so I didn't need a 3D printer that day. And that's the only thing that's ever occurred to me that I needed a 3D printer for. I love it. Yeah, I've got, I'm of two minds about this. On the one hand, if I were still playing a lot of in-person D&D, I would totally invest in one of these to print mm. minis, like just mm-hmm. constantly. Uh, I feel like you'd make your money back in, a, in short order. But on the flip side of that... I look around my office and I, I think about how many pieces of plastic junk that are already in here. And I'm like, oh, my God, am I just buying a machine that will more. create more plastic more junk for me? 
More so, junk. Stop. More junk. No, I don't need more junk. <laughs> I need the opposite of that. I need a machine that goes around and damn. destroys all the 3D crap I have already. Um, you need drunk. a 3D recycler. Yeah, that's either that or it's a child. I'm not sure which. <laughs> um, so, you know, that, that appeals, but it's also still so limited and contextual in its use that... I don't know that I would need to own one, right? Like the fact that 3D printing makes those things available in theory, um, you know, very cheaply would probably solve a lot of those problems for me. So I'm intrigued, but I think I'm waiting a little bit more till it gets, you know, even closer to a, the Star Trek replicator because then I'm in <laughs> for sure. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into this probably before the end of the year. I'm just trying to decide if I'm gonna do it now, just like get a cheap one right now, or maybe like wait for you know the holiday season and maybe get one that's a that's a little bit better. Um, but because I am I am intrigued by Micah's idea of just like being able to fix stuff um, around the house, which I will do you know, even with 3D printing. I'm sure very badly. So, <laughs> but it's the thing I love doing. <laughs> Oh, I will just call John for all of my 3D printing needs then. <laughs> that and the postage from, from the West Coast to the East Coast should be fine. And we'll, yeah, we'll use the transporter to send them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That is two topics down, two topics to go. But first, of course, it is halftime here at Clockwise. And to tell you all about today's halftime sponsor, I'll turn it over to Micah. Ah, uh, yes, it's time for me to talk about my favorite friends at Casper. Casper is a company that's focused on sleep, and they're dedicated to making you exceptionally comfortable one night at a time. This is quite the statistic. You're spending a third of your life sleeping, and if you spend a third of your life doing anything, you obviously want to make sure that it is the best it can possibly be, and that's why Casper is so great. They combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality mattress with just the right sink and bounce and with over 20,000 reviews and an average rating of 4.8 stars casper is quickly becoming the internet's favorite mattress you can be sure of your purchase with casper's 100 night risk-free sleep on it trial that means it gets delivered directly to your door you get to try it and if you don't like it then casper is going to take it back and give you your money back so I have obviously talked before about how much I love Casper. I've got all the Casper things. I've got Casper sheets and pillows and the mattress, of course, and the box spring and the bed frame. And I wouldn't be buying all of those things if I didn't love them all. No, Casper did not give me those things. I legitimately purchased all of these items and I love them. I've also got a Casper pool floaty because I'm special. And I think that that is pretty awesome. Uh, you out there can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash clockwise and using the code clockwise at checkout. Terms and conditions do apply. And once again, that's casper.com slash clockwise with the offer code clockwise. Thanks so much to Casper for supporting this show. And now my question for all of you, tell me about a tech accessory that's recently impressed you or has you excited. Allison, we'll start with you. So this one's really hard because I've got something I'm really excited about, but it's the subject to the next topic. Um, <laughs> and then I'm really planning on being excited about my new Kindle Oasis arriving this afternoon because my voyage uh, decided to stop working the other day. So I'm going to pick some, but I can't talk about that yet because I don't have it yet. So I'm going to pick something really uh, kind of silly, but I had an easel style Qi charger for my iPhone and it was great. I loved it. I could just sit on my desk, set my, my phone down. It was right there. I could view it and everything. Um, but I've been having this um, this problem. Well, actually, let me tell you what happened first. It it died on me, and the, the connector on the back failed. It paid like twelve bucks for it, so I went out and I bought one from F Stop Labs for ten bucks on Amazon. 
The thing I'm most excited about this is I've discovered it solved a huge problem. I've been trying to figure out why my iPhone is waking up in the middle of the night all the time, constantly. It just comes on. I hear it makes a little charger noise. It's like, what are you doing? I, I, I messed around with, uh, I've got a, a little disc of metal in my uh, my case so that it, it can attach to a magnet mount in my car. I've moved that around, trying to figure out what it was. It's been sleeping like a baby on the new charger. I think that connector was failing all this time, like for months, going on and off, on and off, on and off. And so I'm really excited about my $10 cheese stand from F-Stop Labs. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think about what qualifies as an accessory. Uh, I feel like that's a pretty, a pretty broad field. So I've got one that I like that's actually super simple. Um, it's called the Anchor, and it's from, I believe, I want to say Elevation Labs. Uh, and essentially, it is a rubbery plastic hook that has a like 3M adhesive pad on one side, and you stick it to the bottom of your desk, and it's for hanging your headphones on. And oh. as a podcaster, like I always <laughs> have these headphones with this insanely long cord attached to my mic, and so I need a place to store them when they're out of when they're not in use, and like leaving them on the desk just makes a mess. So instead, I just hook them under the table, uh, and they get out of the way, which is really nice. So it's it's simple. It's like a ten dollar thing that you just stick to the bottom of your desk. I know it's not particularly techy, but it's super useful. Uh, I I know that USB C is kind of still. Um... <laughs> a bit of a mess because I have a MacBook Pro and I, I believe it's like the, the ports on the right side are, are not the same kind of Thunderbolt as the ports on the left side or whatever. But still, I am really enjoying USB-C because um, for one simple reason, and that is basically because you can get these adapters for reasonable prices on Amazon and other places, as opposed to back in the day when you had to get um, MagSafe stuff and you had to go directly to Apple uh, for the most part, and their prices were so exorbitant. And now I can have as many of these things as, as I want. And the one that I have that I hook up on a daily basis is uh, the Trianium aluminum multi-port charger. And it has, uh, so it's USB-C and it has a USB-C in and two USB-A ports and then a HDMI port. And it's, you know, it's only, it's only 40 bucks and it makes my life just a lot easier because I don't need, I mean, for the few things that I have that are still USB-A, I don't need an extra dongle. I can plug them right into this thing and, and, uh, and I get power, I get, uh, my monitor connected and I just have to connect one port. And then I still have three ports open on the, on the, uh, on the MacBook. So I actually, I mean, I, while I do miss MagSafe a little bit, um, I'm actually really enjoying USB-C and, um, and one of the reasons is simply because of these other, these, you get, you get a plethora of choices of, uh, adapters to use with USB-C. Uh, for me, I want to say I have that, uh, anchor hook as well. And it's fantastic to keep all of my headphones nice and neat underneath the, the desk. Um, the thing that I'm going to talk about is a product from Mophie. It's called the Charge Stream Travel Kit. And it is this handy dandy little kit that you can take with you whenever you're traveling. It, it folds over and has a cord, a charger that you plug into your car, a charger that you plug into the wall, and then a, a tiny little wireless charger. So for my iPhone 10, when I'm at home, I've got Qi chargers all over the doggone place. But when I'm traveling, I obviously don't have as many of those. And so this is just a nice little, it's got the, the micro suction on the back of it. And so you set it down 
phone and it stays wherever you put it and you can put your phone on top of it charges just fine and then like i said whenever you're in the car uh you can use it there as well so it's a, a nice way to sort of have everything at once because i think that's one of the big things that i always struggle with is okay do i have all the cords that i need do i have all of the adapters that i need do i have and this little mesh bag just has everything already in it it clips closed and i pop it in and i know that i'm good to go in terms of uh, charging my phone on the way there and when i get there thank you all for your answers as well and we'll go to the last question which comes from allison so I wanted to know, and you've you've kind of ruined your pick now for this, uh, Micah. <laughs> oh, I've got another my, one. <laughs> my question was, uh, what kind and size of battery charges do you carry with you, and what kind of problems do they solve? And especially, do you have any kind of hero story where you save someone else with yours? <laughs> um, I don't really, I don't tend to carry a battery unless... I am going someplace where I know I'll be out of the house for a long time. So, for example, going when I'm going to conferences, I often carry one. Or when I'm traveling on vacation, I often have one in the bag. Um, but I don't carry one on a daily basis because I, I don't go far enough afield that it's an issue. Uh, the one I do carry is a little, uh, it's called, I think, from a company called Lime Fuel. And it's just a little small one with a USB port on it that you can plug any USB cable into. It's worked pretty well for me. Um, and, uh, that's, that's been pretty sufficient. I also do have, uh, an away suitcase with a battery pack in it, but despite having packed that on my last couple trips, I've yet to actually use the battery pack <laughs> in it. I just, I haven't had an issue where I haven't had a, a power plug or, or running out of batteries. As far as, as far as a hero incident, I don't know. I, I tend to think every time that I, I, uh, you know, help my fiance plug her phone in when it's about to die. I like to think of myself as a hero on that front. So I'll take that. <laughs> that counts. I have a, I have two batteries <clears throat> that I use on a moderately regular basis, basically like Dan does. Um, and I have a Jackery, which is the 6,000, is it milliamps, mega amps, 6,000 ma, um, whatever that is. Milliamp um, hours. Even, okay. And then the other one I have, I couldn't tell you the brand name of it, but um, I got it it's a it's a like a big it's a brick size thing it's not you know it's not quite as big as an actual brick but it's close and it's uh the kind of it, it has several ports in it several usb a ports in it and then it also has um clamps for charging your car battery um which i find wow. i have actually Ooh, used that awesome. um every single time my car battery is or, or actually it's usually my wife's car battery because you know my kid will be in the back and he'll leave the light on and um then then or you know she goes out in the morning and the car's battery is drained so uh that is a really i think that's a great battery to get um i actually noticed that meh has one on sale today um not a sponsor but um a, a site that i go to often for my battery needs and for the rest of the family so i don't really have a hero story per se for my battery but what i do um is i go to like these cheap sites and they often will sell like you know you can get like three or four uh, for a deal and i just get those for uh, both my my wife and my son and i keep a, a, like a whole mess of the, those battery packs around the house so that if there's ever an instance where um they're rushing out the door and they don't have enough of a charge on their phone i can just like lob one of those to them and <laughs> they're, they're they go on their way happily the assist i love that <laughs> 
Um, so the other thing that I want to talk about also comes from Mophie. Uh, so lots of Mophie love for me today. Uh, this is a brand new product from Mophie. It's called the Power Station Plus XL. Um, it's one of the new devices where these companies, I think Belkin is one and then Mophie is one, have worked with Apple to produce a battery charger that can be charged using your lightning connector. So you can carry one cable with you and you can charge your lightning connector or rather you can charge your battery pack and your iPhone using that one cable if you want to. Now, the thing that makes the Power Station Plus XL, I think, so awesome is that it comes also with a built-in cord that sort of pops out. And so I can charge my phone by plugging it in and I don't have to remember, again, an extra cable. Like That's my big thing is I'm always forgetting one cable or another or someone else needs a cable and they don't, you know, this is all built in. And and it was funny because the other day I was talking about this on the iMore show, and I didn't realize it until on the show, and I just started to have this little freak out that I thought was super cool. This thing is also able to be charged using a Qi charging pad. So you can set this uh, power station down on a Qi charging mm. pad, and it will mm. actually charge the device as well. So you've got lightning to charge it, you've got a Qi charging pad pad to charge it and then you can use it to charge any lightning uh, enabled device and it also has a port for usb so you can plug something in and charge it that way too uh literally just i want to say last weekend i was a hero when someone was in desperate need they were on the they had turned over to like power saver mode on their iphone and uh, they were in desperate need of a charge and it was like well yes i've got this right here with me <laughs> and i felt pretty cool about it <laughs> The reason I've been thinking about this is because I just went through, um, I've been doing an effort to try to see whether there are chargers that will charge a 15-inch MacBook Pro. It turns out the answer is almost yes, and but the, your expectations on it are going to be different than any of the... Um, any of the other devices that you're used to, like normally you're used to hearing from uh, or looking at things like milliamp hours. Being an engineer, I started digging into how do you figure out whether it can charge a big laptop. And I've discovered that the important metric is not milliamp hours. It's actually watt hours and watt mm. hours turned me down this giant rabbit hole. I put, I've got a link to a, a blog article I just posted trying to explain how to do the math to figure out whether the watt hours and, and all the other metrics that you see on these things can, uh, can actually charge your your uh, MacBook Pro. Um, the the difference of these bigger ones that I'm talking about, they, they are 20,000, 27,000 milliamp hours, but they also have AC power outlets. So you can take your giant charger brick, plug it into a one and a half to two pound battery that you carry around with you in order to charge a giant laptop. Uh, it is possible. Um, I can't get to 100% yet on a 15-inch MacBook Pro, but pretty darn close. And and I don't know, that just really excites me. That's actually the category that I would have talked about had I not already been talking about the nerdy stuff about how batteries work. <laughs> ah, we're all still tethered to our batteries and our power cables for now. For now. All right, that's four topics down. We have just enough time for a bonus topic. And this week's episode of Clockwise is brought to you by Text Expander from Smile. Text Expander helps you communicate smarter. Create snippets for things you type or copy and paste all the time. Start by making snippets for short things used constantly like email addresses, websites, today's date, 
And then why not move on to making snippets for longer things you might use regularly, like directions, reference requests, proposals, answers to common questions, and so on. Then just summon those snippets in any app on Mac, Windows, iPhone, and iPad using an abbreviation, or search for them using a hotkey while you're typing. You can even personalize your responses using fill-in fields, so when you expand a snippet, you have room to add in any personal little details, like somebody's name, for example. Text Expander can save you so much time, whether you're trying to keep on top of email, planning a party that involves sending lots of messages, or just looking to be more productive. Plus, you can power up your whole team by sharing snippets between them. Visit TextExpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year. Our thanks to Text Expander from Smile for the support of this show. And now, a bonus question submitted by our very own Allison Sheridan. What's the dumbest thing you've ever done while recording a podcast, John? Uh, well, the dumbest thing I've ever done, I think, is the is also the most adorable thing, um, and that is uh, I podcast from the from uh, the wine cellar in the basement, and I must close the basement door before I come down here, or the dog will decide to come find out where I am. And so, recording, turning this car around one time, I was sitting here when all of a sudden there was a, this this relentless scratching at the door. So I let him in, and he came in and just wandered around for a while, and then he finally just lay down at my feet with a big clunk well i'm just gonna have to go with pretty much the same thing uh i had one of my dogs just just so (laughs) sad and its eyes were so watery and it wanted to be on my lap so bad so i had one of my babes sitting on my lap while i was doing a show just last week i have i have three monitors and one and touch bar allows me to change the brightness of all of them and one of them was too bright and i it was bothering me during during a recording and so i i reached over to my touch bar to mess with it and i looked and it was only showing me two of the monitors and I was kind of confused and I thought wait a minute what's that button it was the sleep button (gasps) (laughs) and I was doing the recording oh no that's it was probably a couple weeks ago which Michael will remember was when I broadcasted half of this show on the wrong server (laughs) so so everybody tuning in was like where's the show and I was like oh well if you go over the incomparable site it's streaming there (laughs) so yeah too many too many servers all right thank you for your answers on that We've reached the end of the show. All that remains is for us to thank our guest, John Moltz. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And Allison Sheridan, thank you so much for being here. Thanks. I love being on the show. Have me again soon. We shall. And Micah, uh, what do you say? You and I come back soon. Maybe next week. Uh, until then, <laughs> we remind all of our listeners out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody.